<coughs> oh, it is working, yeah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa la'aqibati al-muntaqeen, wa la'udwana illa ala al-zalimeen, wa salawatullahi wa salamahu ala ash-sharaf al-anbiya'i wal-mursaleen, Sayyidina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'alna wa zahla, wa anta tajal al-hazna idha sha'la sahla, Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik, ya Rabbil Kareem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu everybody and then specifically Abid and Fatima Khan and Naeem, my guy Naeem and Baji Suraya and Denzel himself Ghassan Ismail and Nida and Maysara Al-Malaysi Al-Hassiya I want to say Gambia but it could be Ghana Warda Ahlan wa sahlan. Ana. Nice for you to be here. Qamar. Qamar, did I see you in the masjid? Did I see you in Jumai the other day, Qamar? Was in you in front of me? Hey, welcome back to Marina. <coughs> Ajmal, bro. Nice to uh, have you back. Salma, mashaAllah. Oh, Jodri's here. You sick guy, Jodri. Roshan's here. Baji Khalida. Assalamu alaikum. How you doing? Rashida, how you doing? Mariam, honestly, Mariam is what a resource, what a resource, mashaAllah. And then Tanweer from Madinatul Manawara, Allah. And then my boy Bilal, Hafidahullah, Birmingham representing Musabir, Ulfa, Philippines in a house, early morning. This is the sacrifice. Alana Qasim, you lazy bunch of Pakis, man. Look at the time in the Philippines, three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. Qasim madness. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Ba'isha is a legend. Um Ibrahim, Russian Jesty and the twins, Alina from Alberta, Ya Ahlan Widad, Ya Ahlan, Maysara O, and then Amina as well. Salams to you all, everybody. Wallahi, nice to see you, to be honest. Mahjabeen from Watford, Farzana from the, from the hood, Fatima from the hood, Ya Ahlan wa Sahlan, Rayhan from Bradford. Thana from London. What a blessed, blessed group of people. MashaAllah, Tabarakar Rahman. All right, folks, hope you're doing well. Hope everyone's okay. Hope the picture's okay and hope the volume's okay. I'm not going to lie, right? It's a faff in the office. It's a lovely kind of picture and sound and calm. And as I say calm, I think the roof is about to fall off, by the way. What is going on with Storm Eunice? By the way, Storm Eunice, right? They thought that, you know what? It was a bit weird. Yani we were we were cutting it too close to Islamophobia last time when we called it Storm Malik. Yeah. So they said let's go for Storm Eunice, but we'll spell it the Gora way. E U N I C E. Listen, I know these people, bro. I grew up with these people. I know them. You don't know them. Trust me. I know these people. I know these people. Right. So I think I should put this screen over here. And I put this screen over here. So I've got a screen there. We've got the thingy here. Yeah, that's great. All right. Um, I hope everyone's good, man. I'm in a good mood. Things are getting busy again. You see? That's when we know that things are in a good mood. Stick me up the old text, please, uh, Mesa. Um, things are good. 
art, subhanAllah, coming to an end. Art. All those folks who have taken it, I just want to say everyone who took it, yeah, you are part of something great. I loved every single minute of Alternative Random Tadabbur. We taught it, what, four or five times? So this weekend is the last weekend and then that's the globe covered, right? It's Singapore, Malaysia, yeah, uh, Australia and uh, Pakistan. Got a few Yanks in there and so on. A few Canadians here, here and there. And um, this last one. And there were rumors that there could be something happening in May, but that's dependent upon next week. It's dependent upon next week. Yeah? And what do I mean by that? I mean that by the way, everybody, we need to, you know what it is, honestly, I've not had a chance to come onto Telegram. Or when I do, I've got like one second, like literally. It's the, I'm just in a bit of a busy moment at the moment. I'm doing some kind of lots of different things at the moment. But um, uh, uh, I, what, I, what I was going to say is that this is all very, very uh, uh, um, busy at the moment, but very exciting because Maghrib on site is so, so, so important, so needed. And then that's, of course, the precursor to everything going back on site. I know that you guys really like this online because you guys are the online folks. But I guess I get ambushed when I go to the masjid. They're like, what's going on? What's the what's the thingy? What's going on? Blah blah blah. You so yeah, LP will come back on site as well. Of course, online at the same time. But yeah, but anyway, next week is the big one with anybody who's in London or surrounding areas or Birmingham, of course. But even Leicester, X Y Z, and then up north. Make sure we're coming down and meeting up. LP reunions, Hajj reunions, or all the full reunions are happening. Okay, we're gonna eat and drink that city dry. Okay, we're gonna eat and drink Birmingham dry. Spread the word to every single human living person. We're doing art specifically in the form of dominion on the story of Sulaiman alayhi salam, Nurbara Dawood alayhi salam, and uh, we've got to make sure that that's a big event and that Al Maghrib has the confidence to then. Um, pursue on-site proper because it has to happen, man. I'm severely depressed by what's going on with Muslims and kind of making excuses for themselves of not coming out of their homes and not going to the masajid, they're not going to X and Y and Z, and it's just like it, you know, it's a it, just we've got to create the, the 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 rolling effect. So that's that, and then obviously uh, some programs, Umrah program. That reminds me, next week we need to. Uh, change the uh, uh, LP class for the week after. Small change, a little bit. Okay, because I just be on a plane at the class time. So just a little bit of a change. We'll work something out. We'll do that next week. Shaz, Mesa, remember, don't forget that. Um, it's for the 2nd of March that we're going to change it. Just for that. And then, uh, Walaikum Salam Zara. Welcome from Leicester. I hope that you got the message. Leicester, you need to bring all of Leicester to Birmingham. Okay. Your better half. Oh, no, 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 no. You're the better half. You're the better half. Midlands, yeah, is all about Leicester. Birmingham is the lesser half. Actually, whoever's listening, they're the better half. Okay? All right. So, uh, yeah. Ilm Night, right? Ilmnight.com or almaghrib.org slash dominion. Very important. I want so many people to be there. Qasim. I want to really, really blast that so that Al-Maghrib have no excuse. And if they have no excuse, then my plan my plan is to release an on-site new version of Art 2. That's my plan. But Allah knows best. And that would then go um, to maybe London and Manchester, big release kind of in after Ramadan, inshallah. The massive news, of course, is Aqsa. 
right that's going out the door so be quick on that and then umrah as well and just so many different things but what's really exciting is the class is coming back for me that's the big one that's the big one because that's the real sense of normality because to be honest all the way through trips and travel has been happening and you know umrah and this and that whatever but the classes well that's the community coming back umrah not everybody's fortunate enough to be able to afford umrahs and aqsas they're not cheap they're not cheap but going to your masjid is free and people are not doing that man well now it's a priority right so uh uh where are we Aywa. فده author says تلزم الرجال للصلوات الخمس لا شرط وله فعلها في بيته وتستحب صلاة أهل الثغري في مسجد واحد والأفضل لغيرهم في المسجد الذي لا تقام فيه الجماعة إلا بحضوره ثم ما كان أكثر جماعة ثم المسجد العتيق وأبعد أولى من أقرب it is required for men to pray in congregation in brackets okay for the five daily prayers now it is required for men to pray in congregation for the five daily prayers but it is not a condition it can be prayed in his house it is recommended for border guards to, for border guards to pray in a single mosque there's no point in me reading any more than that because we're not getting anywhere near that so that's it now before i start with anything i want to say the following you know the word jama'ah the word jama'ah is congregation that's what jama'ah means congregation however jama'ah as a default means the masjid i say as a default without saying linguistically technically islamically you get what i'm saying yeah so it's basically uh yeah any we want to say masjid without saying it's a masjid. We want to obligate it being the masjid without obligating it that it's a masjid when we say jama'ah. Yeah, and the idea is, is that it's unheard of that the jama'ah is done anywhere other than the masjid. However, it is and it's allowed and we're going to be covering that. That's why I put uh, in brackets to pray in congregation to not allow the conversation or the student or the reader to think that this immediately is indicating the masjid but it actually is and the proof of that of course is the statement that follows it but it is not a condition it can be prayed in his house so they themselves don't want to kind of really you know go all the way okay right but uh that's the way that it works right the congregation does technically mean uh, just a congregation however they're wanting people to understand by it and practically speaking and for all intents and purposes is referring to the masjid so it's that's not a clear answer because it's intentionally left vague like that why because it is so overwhelmingly weighted and in the in the favor of the masjid and obligated in the masjid that it's like the other option is like not even an option as you're going to see Maybe inshallah as you can see today. Alright, Ar-Rijal, plural of Rajul. And this is referring to a Rajul which is a man who is a male uh, balagh, post-pubescent male. That's what's being referred to. Therefore, by necessity, we've got to remove some groups of people. We're going to obviously take out kids. We're going to take out women. We're going to take out hermaphrodites. We're going to, keep, we're going to cheat. We're going to uh, 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 focus on each one. So let's do the women first. 
فالنساء دي شيخ عثمين says at the top of page 139 in the commentary he says as for women then they are not required to pray in they are not forced or required to pray in congregation and that's because they are not from the people of congregation they are not from the people of congregation لسنا من أهل الاجتماع I think this is a very important statement that Sheikh Uthameen makes. Obviously one that in today's time is something which is, um, you know, very controversial uh, amongst like, you know, young liberal kind of folks or whatever, right? But I think it's worth it that we spend some time on this, especially you folks, the, you know, the hardcore students and the close students. And those that have been studying a long time and have a responsibility to guide others and teach others and so on and so forth. It's very important that you understand this, right? That women and men are not the same and Sharia is not in any way, uh, as you can imagine, you know, ashamed of that. And it will emphasize that whenever possible. And it will praise whoever needs praising whenever they need praising. And that's the end of it. People have different qualities and it is what it is. One of the characteristics of women in the Sharia, in general, because of course there are exceptions, right, is that they are not, it is not the norm for them to be outside. Thus their bodies are created in a way where they need to cover them more. Their bodies are made more sexually attractive, alluring, sexual, whatever you want to call it. Um... That's on the outside from just a pure fashion or beauty point of view. A pure fashion or beauty point of view. What was I watching? I think it was the cricket, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the cricket. A PSL. <laughs> it was PSL. And the, the camera was interviewing Ben Cutting and his wife. Now, Ben Cutting is an Australian uh, cricketer. And... Um, and... This is complete, yeah, irrelevant. But I'm just, just to, to, to just to, like, like every every woman doesn't understand this. But just to ram the point home, there's Ben Cutting, and he's a cricketer, and his wife Erin something, right? She is a cricket reporter. So you can imagine, yeah, the the reporter is interviewing her own husband as the player, right? And it always happens in Pakistan, nowhere, nowhere else for some reason. But anyway, and Pak's love all that kind of whiteness, and so you know they're mad for it. Custom that inferiority complex will never die, you know that. Anyway, the point is, is that they're both really close up on screen. And it's amazing because there's Ben Cutting. And he's like, you know, handsome kind of, you know, tall, handsome kind of guy. But he's nearly like, I don't know, must be like late 30s or something, right? So he's getting on as a sportsman. He's, he's in his last, last parts. And, you know, so the camera zoomed in on his face. Just saw a male face, right? Obviously, he's not overweight or anything. He's a sportsman. But he's not exactly a model. But, you know, he had a stubble. He had a little beardish kind of whatever, whatnot. And he had his lines and, you know, darkness and this and that and whatever, whatnot. And you can see that that guy, right, he hasn't washed his face in a day. He's obviously he's playing sports. He hasn't touched a single thing. He doesn't know what a lip chap thing, this, that is, whatever, whatnot. And he couldn't care less. And everybody, of course, I'm supporting Zelmi. And the, uh, you know, it is what it is. And then it cut to his wife. And honestly, it's like an artificial picture. 
Now, normally we say that about Lebanese women and, 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 and Arab women, whatever, who just have some crazy idea of what makeup should be. You know, they literally, they, 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 they go full, uh, they go full painting on. Yeah. But it was amazing because you don't see that so much. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's just me. I didn't think that you see that in the West so much, you know, but she was caked. It was like about 15 different colors and the reddest lipstick you've ever seen in your life and but the whole face was so fake but it may be normally with amongst women it might be might not be so obvious but the problem is is that it kept cutting every two seconds between her and her husband her and her husband and because of covid they can't both be on a picture at the same time so the screen is filled up by either him or by her by him she asks the question he answers and I was just looking at the face and I was shocked. Yeah. I don't know why I should be shocked. Just how uh, 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 men couldn't give a monkeys about that whole kind of grooming and what they're looking like and little mark and a this and that and whatever. Like not a, not a jot. Now see this tangent is getting bigger, but then I remember then they were they interviewed uh, they interviewed what the West Indian player, right? His name his name was his name is Shemaine Rutherford, right? I'm telling you now, he had marks on his face. Yeah, he's obviously very dark. He's West Indian, but he's not like light West Indian. He's dark West Indian, more African cat type, and he had some marks here and there, whatever, whatnot. Do you think he cared? I thought it was sweating. It was shining that much, yeah, and it was like you know. Like I couldn't care less. It beautifies his face, to be honest. Yeah. And so there you go. Apparently, it is quite normal in the West. And then, like I said, she, the problem was for her, Miskeen, is that she's just not on alone on the picture. Sorry, Mesa. Mesa's right. Sorry. Tangent needs to be uh, stopped right there. So my point is, we all know, yani, that the, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the nasha fi hilya, Right, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, that yani, are you trying to are you trying to attribute those that are are raised in the need for beautification are, are going to be attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It's actually an it's actually a a statement by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where he's insulted by their claim that he had he took daughters, right? And the need for beautification is mentioned. Now, this is, of course, an ayah that the scholars differed over that whether, uh, you know, is this statement a criticism of women or is it a criticism of the weakness? And I think, of course, it's the latter. And that's an important point whenever you say that. OK. No, no, we, were not, we know exactly what you're saying, Mesa, and you are 100 percent right. So don't feel guilty. We need you to be that. Yeah, I need God. Okay, Mesa, we need that. Don't worry, we need a quarterback. So, um, because I'm all Super Bowl guy now, I'm, I'm, I'm American sports. Yeah, I need Rams, uh, Super Bowl, blah blah blah. Anyway, so um, there is something in a woman, and I and 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 you can either look at this negatively or you can look at it very positively. Right, when it comes to beautification. The most important thing is that they fully know all about it. 
They're fully aware of it. They're absolutely aware of everybody else looking at them. They're fully aware of the men looking at them. This is the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, ayat and uh, hadith of the Prophet are so harsh. You know, sometimes a man might get soft on the idea that it's a bit rough on the girls. Yeah, they're, they're called this, they're called that. They're, they're, they're. Because those that do this to cause fitna know it absolutely fully well. They're very aware, body aware. They know what impact it has upon men and they know how to elicit their, their desires and they're, they're playing to their own crowd. They're playing to that crowd. I'm not saying everybody who, everyone who makes up like, who puts makeup on does that. I'm just saying women are very aware of their power. That's what I'm saying. Now, is the fact that they need beautification kind of to see that either a very negative way or a very positive way? The very positive way is that they love beauty and Allah loves beauty and, and that, that's great. But... You need to keep beautifying, which means that you weren't as beautiful before you put the makeup on, and so you got to put. So, is that the deficiency? Yeah. Or you can. That's the most positive uh, uh, way that I can look at it, and it's possible. Or is it as negative as possible, which is that they have such an inferiority complex, right, or such a complex, right, about how they look. They're so so self-aware because of the way that they are objectified. And maybe the fact that their bodies are how they are and the different sex drives of men and women and the different hormonal build-up uh, makeup of men and women has forced women to have to play to that narrative, the biological narrative. And therefore, as a result of that, they're more self-aware, self-conscious. And therefore, that then creates a problem. And if they don't then do the makeup, then they feel even worse, etc., etc., etc. Okay? Now... My point is this, is that anyone that has this level of pressure, I brought this angle in, this level of pressure to have to do this kind of stuff just to be feeling normal, mentally, I mean, right? And I'm not saying everybody, don't want everyone saying, not me, not me, not me, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm just talking about the majority or the generality, okay? But those who have this kind of pressure, and need that kind of time every single day to be doing that kind of thing. Clearly, the outdoors is not the great outdoors, right? It's a big mission to get ready. I remember, you know, uh, <laughs> on Mum's Net, I used to always, I used to love reading Mum's Net back in the day. Mum's Net, I don't know if you guys even know what that is, but it's like a forum, online forum. I mean, no, I don't think anyone's used it for like 20 years. But back in the day before Facebooks and this and that and whatever, it was where mums would kind of talk about things to do with kids. And I've always was the guy who would be dropping off the kids. Mrs. obviously looking after the little, little ones and I'd be doing their school runs and things like that. Quite a lot, right? And so obviously I'm that, I'm that, I'm that dad in the mums. And I would be reading that. And the amount that you would read, it was very eye-opening. Obviously I'll see what I see at the school as well. But I mean, it, the, the wider community of mums net, okay, uh, it would be showing so much discussion about can I get away with wearing my pajamas, you know, as I do the school run, right? Can I go out and and you know uh, the kind of way that I need to kind of hide? I'm not ready. I need an hour and a half. I need to do this. Blah 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 blah. The stress you get to feel is crazy. And one that makes you think, yeah, and people who are living under the stress, how on earth did they get their sleep? Where did they get their sleep? If they have to wake up yeah, in an hour before everybody else just to do bathrooms and makeups and yev or whatever. And I'm not even saying crazy kind of makeup and fashion. I mean, just basic. I'm saying that you choose any angle. This is where the point I'm coming to. You choose any angle 
psychological, hormonal, physical, financial, uh, uh, I don't know, any, right? Any of these angles and you'll see an Islamic, obviously, and you will see a push or, 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 or indications that the outdoors is not the great outdoors for women without ever prohibiting it, without ever prohibiting it. That's the point. And that's why I've always said, and you need to understand, women are the creatures of the inner and men are the creatures of the outer. We are the hunter-gatherers. They are the caregivers. That's a, that's a role thing. And for a role to work, a hunter-gatherer can't always do it at home. It's just a blessing in recent times that people are able to work from home, right? And allowed women to jump onto that as well. But in, in principle, a hunter-gatherer is outside and a caregiver in principle is at home. And that's why you will see every part of life indicating some kind of, of whatever, whether she's physically weaker, whether she is uh, 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 needs the beautification and needs to go through all this kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. Whether it's the fact that her body has been created in a certain way that even the way that she walks and that she even her sounds that she makes and if she puts on any perfume drives men crazy, crazy, cray, cray, crazy. Yeah, etc, etc, etc. Like all of those angles. Then, of course, the fact that children only can be given to women. Right. And that for that to happen, it can't happen both. You can't be outside and be at home. Right. Uh, 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 having children. So you've got to obviously be at home. So. All the biology and the rest is there. So Islam then follows. And so every at every juncture you will see that the women are being kind of kept at home in principle. So whether someone passes, uh, the, the husband passes, done at home. Whether it's the prayer, then done at home in principle. Whether it's... Um, when she, uh, 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 if people would say, oh, but she's got to pray as well and she needs a great prayer experience and she deserves it, which, you know, I, I believe, I believe that actually a woman has every right to the message as everybody else, blah, blah, blah. And and uh, then, okay, well, Allah says, all right, then, okay, well, then I'll remove the prayer from her then as well then, right? And so every month for a number of days, the, the prayer is removed as well. So you don't even need to go to the masjid. Now, how about that? Yeah, if you look at every angle, you'll see that that she really is meant to be the queen of her castle at home and that's where she builds and she builds from there and she goes out. Whereas the majority of the time of the people is outside and so on. And that's why it is very important for the women to ensure that men are not at home. This is this is not, yeah, this is not, this is aib, this is fadiha, this is disgraceful, unacceptable. Women should be pushing their men out of the house to go and get work done, do the shopping, go and... Uh, uh, women. I never understood women doing the shopping. Why are women doing the shopping for? The hunting gathering is shopping. So they should be going out and getting the shopping, right? Today's, hunt, today's shopping is the hunter gathering, hunting gathering. The masjid needs to be the place, asal of the male. You just heard it's obligatory. You are part of the sin if you are keeping your husband home, either by playing guilt or emotional or X or Y. Some girls would be saying, man, we're desperate to get him out. Man, we would. Others are not. They put it on their people. They put it on their guys that, where's my meat? Where's my time? 
Where's me time? Blah, blah, blah. There's no excuse. Just click and collect, uh, Um Ibrahim. Get with the times, bro. Click and collect. Order it. Just go and pick it up. Not even you can make that mistake. All right? Just want to point. Let me just say, right, about wrong groceries. I am the king of bringing everything out. Bro, you can choose it yourself and get them to pick it. What about when people you only pick up? Yes, you do. This is the problem, Ibrahim. This is the States versus the UK. Anyway, um, uh, Qamar makes a good point. Should women kick the men out even if they're working from home? Yeah, absolutely. They should go for salah. They should go for salah. Right? Work, obviously, they're working at home. That's fine. But I will tell you something. This is this is uh, uh, something which you need to know. Women, I found, do not respect men who work at home as much as men who work outside. I've come to... I heard that yani, many years ago. It's taken a long time. Um... And now, I think I've seen enough evidence to prove it from women. Quick vote. So just say whether you agree. If you agree that they don't respect, say yes. All right. If you're a woman, and if you don't, if you disagree, just no. Just a quick yani poll of the time. And what Mariam says, yeah, is that women often infantilize men. Hundred percent, man. And men are, and men want that. They want to be given that easy ride. Right. They want to be given that that uh, easy ride. So it's interesting. There's quite a few people, right, that agree. And if you think about it, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really make sense because why should a person who's at home not work, uh, uh, you know, why would he not be of the same value? Um, okay. Yeah, 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 it might be a, not just a respect thing. It might just be, yeah, annoyance. Okay. But Umar Ibrahim, you've just seen the majority of the women, okay, say that. And certainly the majority of women that I have come across, spoken to, etc., 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 for whatever reason or combination of reasons. So I just want you to see that there is a difference. Okay. But no, what may say it's okay because, like I said, it can be a combination. It's obviously I'm, I'm I'm reducing these things. I'm just doing my 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 big mistake as always. We we're having a class last night, and uh, Mariam uh, brought a really important point, and we were talking about the worst things ever, and I didn't really think about actually putting parameters in, and that it's multi-dimensional, and that you know some things this that way. Anyway, the point is is that there are reasons, but again, it shows that at some point, okay, right, that. There is definitely a, um, there is indications and moments and X and Y and whatever of, of, of gout. And the problem, Mariam, is that when you say something like what you've just written there, obviously it's, that sounds old patriarchy, old bakwas, yeah, I need the old people, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it is what it is. But if for us, it's important. All right. And, and I just need to, you, uh, all of that. Okay, all of that is to underline لِأَنَّهُنَّ لَسْنَ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْإِجْتِمَاعَ That Sheikh Uthameen is not speaking from some prehistoric يعني, Neanderthal idea that women are all X, Y, Z. That's just a fact, right? Uh, janaza was that thing, oh, I forgot to say. 
the janaza, not just the janaza, okay, but also walking with the uh, deceased body, let alone the graveyard. So we haven't even got to the graveyard, right? And of course, uh, Um Salma, she said, you know, Nuhina and Dalik, and we were forbidden to do that, right? We were forbidden to do that, to, to be in that gathering, because this is males. So where there's gathering of people on Russian, Russian, X, Y, Z, etc., etc., not the place for women. Even if there's no crush, not the place for women. Even when it's in the holiest place possible, in the most purest place possible, where desires are like being thrown into the bin, which is the masjid in the middle of the prayer, the women are kept at the back, separate, told by the Prophet ﷺ, don't even, even when you're at the back, don't even be at the front of the back. You're at the back, now be at the back of the back. The, the, the best lines are the last lines of your congregation and the worst lines are your front lines of your back little gathering. You know what I'm saying, folks? So I think, uh, you know, that just needs to be said. Of course, there, I, I say all of that with the caveat that the opposite is allowed, that men should be at home doing care, care as well when it's needed. Women are allowed to go outside, but there's a difference between norm norm okay that what the norm is and what it should be and what we should be proud of and proud of bringing people back to and protecting before we start losing all sense of roles ethics and ghira just goes down the, the bin with bloody generation z right they're about to kill us all man they're about to flip in relegate us to the to the dustbin of history custom if we're not careful all right all right so sheikh says so they are not from the people of congregation. And it is not... There's some gems being busted here, okay? Right? Um, and they are not requested to raise the signs of Islam. They are not requested to do the idhar sharia And that goes back to what we said last week about uh, Maskan. Right? This legend, this Indian girl, right? Who wore the hijab and all of it yeah, and is kicked off as you know as it has as it has okay she's not even requested in the sharia to be the one out there doing all the kind of hard work but it's because all the rest of the flipping men are they are what they are and uh well that's a bit harsh to be honest you know i mean maybe that's not right to say but the point is is that um that just that just lifts her status even more it's not even her fight it's not even her problem. She shouldn't even be in that situation. She shouldn't, actually. But she has to because she wants to be educated and she wants to help her community. And then when she does that, that's what happens. So that's something else that, you know, when people say that, oh, we're going to go and whatever. So if there's a, a demonstration, a demonstration is a classic or some kind of event or some, some, some thought, yeah, some sort. Then it shouldn't be the women putting themselves forward. It should be the men and the boys and the kids are saying, yep, yep, we're going to deal with it. You just chill at home, mum, we've got this covered. But it's not the case, is it? If women don't lead these efforts, this is why when we say that men are useless, I mean generally now, not India now. I mean generally, okay, I have absolutely no doubt about it. I mean, look at the number of women in this class. Look at the number of women in any class. They're the dominant people in the volunteers of classes, of events, of trips, of X, of Y. Fighting Islamophobia is a woman's role, all right? But being out there on the streets doing the man's job and slapping people and getting slapped is not a woman's uh, role. 
Alright? Okay. So. So, وَلَا يُطْلَبُ مِنْهُنَّ It is not required from them to raise the awareness of the deen outside to the people. Okay? That's not their responsibility. They still, of course, have to wear the hijab, which is doing it by default. But they don't need to be, like, they shouldn't be thinking that I need to go out and, and tell the people that we are here. And so, therefore, I am going to go out in my hijab just for that reason. That's, that's ridiculous. Right? But if it is that I've got to get something done, and then I'm going to make sure that I dress like this, wear this to raise the day. That's of course something permissible. And there are many examples, like what Sumer mentioned about Zainab, and uh, many, many actually that are working, or not just working, right, from female Sahabiyat that were in uh, occupations of jobs or care or X or Y. Most of them in sewing and knitting and modeling, uh, not modeling, clay modeling thing, whatever it's called. Um, but also some of them came from wealthy families. So they had money that came with them, right? And that's why you have so many requests about can I give zakat and to husbands, etc., etc. All right. Um, and then the prophet, and then the Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Thameen says, and that's the and and, and that's because the Prophet said, "Buyutuhunna khayrun lahun." Okay, the their homes are better for them. The Prophet said, "Their homes are better for them." This hadith narrated by Imam Ahmed. And also narrated by Imam Abu Dawood in the chapter, in the book of prayer, the chapter that uh, that which has uh, that which has been related, that which has been narrated relating to women going out to the mosque. Hadith number five, six, seven. Narrated by a number of scholars. Imam al-Hakim said this hadith is sahih. This is uh, authentic according to the conditions of Imam Bukhari, Imam Muslim, and Imam Dhabi agreed. I'll just say to you that in my opinion, virtually all of these ahadith are weak. Okay? All of the ahadith which speak about the homes being better for the women with respect to prayer, I think that they're, they're uh, either all proper weak or they are like not great. And even when you put them together, it's not great. So without going into too much detail, the point is, is that there could be a lot more uh, uh, strength in this argument, right? Now, do I agree? With the, do I disagree with the principle? No, I don't disagree with the principle. Do I disagree with that a woman is rewarded more for praying at home? No, I hundred percent agree with that. But that has to be intentionally so, meaning a woman. But I, I don't want to keep repeating myself. But I've always said a woman is only going to get rewarded more for praying at home if she does it knowingly. Yeah, I mean, say knowingly, intentionally. Meaning that, Ya Allah, I'm praying at home for your sake. To maintain my izzah, maintain my parda, and maintain my, my to look after the kids, to allow X, Y, Z to go smoothly. I, basically, a person sacrificing their maza, their, their desire, their desire for a good night at the masjid. They are sacrificing and taking one for the team. That's when they get the extra reward. As a default, I don't think they get extra reward. But I am in this extreme minority. The vast majority of scholars consider those hadith to be authentic, use the general principle of women being at home anyway, and therefore they say her prayer at home is absolutely rewarded whether she thinks about it or not thinks about it, whether she plans it or doesn't plan it, whether she has intention or not intention, she, that's where she's meant to be, bam. And, you know, 
but like I said, I just think that 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 um, uh, she needs to really have uh, she needs to have a uh, 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 you know she needs to hear she needs to she needs to um, have the intention. All right, so that's just background. But then the scholars differed. Is the jama'a, a congregation now we're talking about, right? In principle, is the congregation a sunnah for women? So this is not the mosque now. This is just praying in congregation. Okay? Right? Absolutely no doubt about that, of course. The wives of the Prophet ﷺ did take that for the team. They knew that the Prophet ﷺ, that that was... that. Not only that, is that what he wanted? Not only is this the way Islam is, not only are they more obliged than the others to cover themselves and maintain a hijab, but he then found people going the other way, right? And so therefore, he would say, so he never prohibited them, and he told others not to prohibit them. But it was very, very clear. You find very few narrations of the female Sahabiyat praying in the masjid. Meaning like the Ummahat al-Mu'mineen and so on. Only hadith here and there. But definitely there. Meaning that it's something which is allowed. But is it the norm? No, it's not. Because women who sacrifice are the, the champions. That's the simple as that. They're the champions. They're the ones who take all the rewards. Yeah? In this issue anyway. In this issue. And you guys have seen the other classes and Protect This House. And I've given many examples of this. So we're going to stop there. Right. So the scholars differed. Right? No more questions about women and roles and this and that. I know I'm the one who caused it, but that's it now because we're moving on. So the jama'a, which is the congregation, is it a sunnah for women? And by that we mean by themselves, okay? We don't mean with men, right? We mean if there's a group of women, should they pray by themselves? Or should they pray in a jama'a, in a congregation? Is it a sunnah? Or is it something which is disliked, Okay. Or is it something which is just permissible? So, is it something which is sunnah? Is it something which is against the sunnah and disliked, makruh? Or is it something which is just permissible? It's neither liked, neither disliked. If you do it, meh. Okay, All right? I will add to that, okay? The Malikiyah, Imam Malik and his school, they're together on this. So the Malikiyah as such said, it's not even possible for women to pray in a jama'ah. How about that? I want you to think about this statement. Because we do know that Um Salama radiallahu anha, she um, would lead the female companions. We know Aisha radiallahu anha led a prayer, female companions, okay? And Hadith mentioned that she led them and they, she, they, she stood in the, in, in, the, in the middle of the front row, right? Just like, you know, a woman does. And so they don't, they don't stand at the front like that, but they stand yani, in line with the rest of the people, right? And uh, these hadith are not, um, obviously, they're not the most authentic. Of course, they're athar, they're narrations, right? The the, the, the athar of Um Salma radiallahu anha is a famous one. It's in the Musannaf of Ibn Abi Shayba. Sheikh al-Bani, and he always used to consider it sahih. I think it is sahih myself. Aisha radiallahu anha, that she used to lead the salah, uh, female, okay? Um... Uh, uh, also, also uh, hadith uh, athar, which is authentic enough, narrated by Imam al-Bayhaqi. It's not in the Musannaf. And there are a few others as well. So I want you to imagine that that evidence is there. And despite that, correct, the Hanafis consider it to be maqru, and some said that it is just not, uh, uh, it is, 
يعني, they don't want to go all the way and say like haram or something like that or makro, but they want to kind of discourage it. Okay? But it's not the Hanafis that I'm worried about. It's amazing the Malikiyah position. The Malikiyah are saying that it's not possible. They said that it is a short of the Jama'ah maleness is a short of the Jama'ah maleness is there another word for maleness? being a man maleness is a condition for the correctness of the congregation without a male there is no congregation it's like it doesn't exist it's like a chair with a leg the male has to be there you take the male away the chair falls down there's no way that it stands up. So their position, correct, is that Mesa, is that their prayer in an all-female congregation is invalid. That's the Maliki position, bro. Right? Now, listen, fiqh, opinions. All right. I am bamboozled by this because this is the position of, 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 it's not masculinity. Definitely not masculinity. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, correct. The prayer is valid, but the congregation is not correct. Yeah. Um, so, 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 what was I saying? Yeah, the Malikiya are Ahlul Medina, and the female companions are Ahlul Medina, and they've got such a handle on what's going on after the passing of the Prophet And so, for this position to be there, it's a mind-blowing position, frankly. Okay, and they've got their evidences, and here, let me tell you what the evidence is. The evidences are, is that other than a few narrations, there's no narration of the females leading females. That's it. That's it. And when women are not coming out to the masjid, which they don't, in general they don't, isn't it Aisha? Guys, don't forget. She said that if the Prophet ﷺ was here today, you know she's talking about the general fitness situation, if he was here today, you would have seen what he would have done with this whole women and masjids and this, that, whatever. He'd have locked it all down. That's what she's trying to say. Now, that's obviously one of the main evidences for the scholars that said, of course, it's better for the women at home. I'm saying, and the minority, dangerous argument, what we've got, we're saying that's Aisha's opinion. She was hardcore in many things. This is one of the things where she obviously became angry. And, you know, it's her opinion. And that's it. She has her opinion. We respect it. The Prophet ﷺ knows better. She said, "Do not." He said, "Do not prohibit the houses, the female servants of Allah, from the houses of Allah." Whatever Aisha says after that is going to just be opinion, because the Prophet ﷺ hadith lies there. But it is something that makes you tremble and shiver and goosebumps because, like, that's a big statement coming from Aisha. If he was here today, he would prohibit this this situation. So I want you to know that that um, you know this idea that you might see of women being everywhere, women always outside. It's just not correct. It's more for the cameras or the dramas or whatever picture you're being uh, thingy. Again, that doesn't mean they don't go out. It doesn't mean they're not very part of the society. But it's not their norm. That's it. Okay. And when you understand that it's not their norm and they don't get involved in that kind of game, you then understand then why you've got 
hadith and ayat that said two witnesses for the place of one witness and financial this, that, blah, 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 all these different kind of different things that have got some kind of inequality between men and women. you got to understand that if the norm of the society is that someone's not getting involved, it'd be crazy to then uh, uh, put your confidence, equal confidence in that. Like, it'd be absolutely insane for someone to come to me and say, tell me the Rukia uh, process for me, I've got jinn. And I say to you, all right, this is what you're going to do. I know Ayatul Kursi works. So you recite it 15 times on water and put sandalwood in there because that's what I heard. And, you know, Wallahu A'lam. You're taking that position from me. When there are people who are dealing with that thing day and night, day and night, and they're seeing what works, what doesn't work, anecdotal, this, that, whatever, etc., 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 okay? And then, you know, they're saying that this is something different. Why would you be listening to me? That's crazy. You shouldn't be listening to me. All right? So, so, listen. Uh, 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 again, every indication in Quran, Sunnah, and life, that's my point, and life shows. And also, when they go to the masjid, leaving first, the men, uh, 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 men stay where you are, let the women get out. Okay, women telling the Prophet ﷺ, telling women get away yani, from the, the the middle parts, telling the women that stay on the sides, right? It's just not meant to happen, bro. There's no way you can sugarcoat that. Um, you're wasting your time, okay? You're wasting your time. Someone find the hadith, yani, come on and give the reference so people stop asking about it, right? And a hajj is seen as the big going out. Just the whole point of going out on a journey, the Prophet ﷺ considers it to be the jihad of the woman. The jihad of the woman. Guys, it's so clear. It's impossible actually to argue against this. The only thing that's arguing against it is political correctness, which is all kufr-based anyway. So, good luck to them. And anyway, so, now you know where these opinions are coming from. Alright? Makruh, permissible, Sunnah. As for the first position, awal, that it is a Sunnah, then that is based upon, some scholars said that, small number, they said it's a Sunnah for her to pray at home. This is my position, by the way. Alright, but it's definitely the minority. Um, because the Prophet ﷺ ordered Um Waraka radiallahu ta'ala anha to lead Ahla Dariha to lead to lead the people of her household. This hadith, narrated by Imam Ahmed and narrated by Imam Abu Dawood. Abu Dawood reference 591. Okay? 591. Let me tell you something. Abu Dawood narrated this in the book of prayer in the chapter of the Imamate of the woman. The Imama of the woman. Imamatun Nisa. So the Imamate of the woman. Alright? Wasakata'an. Okay? Um, there's a couple of things I want to say, but let me just finish this. So, the fact that he himself, and he openly admits in his, in his uh, introduction, Abu Dawood, alayhi rahmatullah, that 
his collection does not contain all only Sahih Hadith, which we know anyway, but the fact that he said that as well. And so when he stays quiet, it is an indication that he's not exactly delighted by the authenticity of the Hadith. And it should be, it'd be useful for you to know that there are a number of problems with this Hadith, actually. The fact that its Senate has uh, problems, that's always been known, its chain, and also that there are more authentic Hadith that would contradict it as well. Yani what I'm trying to say is that this Hadith is not the strongest, but it's there. And um, the people who say Sunnah, they say, hold on, how can the Prophet tell a woman to lead the Jama'ah and then you're telling me that it's haram or it's makroor, it's not acceptable or it's allowed, whatever. And he actually told her to do that, right? And there's a number of ways to respond to that, okay? First of all, it is to say, well, we always start with the Hadith. So the first way would be an aggressive approach, which is, bro, we're not taking your argument, the Hadith is weak. And that would be an acceptable argument, well supported by Hadith scholars, end of story, they don't have any evidence, so we can never say it's sunnah. Another approach would be, okay, we take your, we pay advocate, it is authentic, we go with that. But this is clearly an exception, because the Prophet ﷺ clearly prohibited women leading men in prayer, actually leading them in the uh, matters of government, state, etc, etc. And there's a consensus on that, almost, virtual consensus on that, okay? And so therefore that would contradict this, and that therefore means either the hadith becomes weak because it becomes shad, becomes it becomes odd, or the hadith is authentic. This hadith, of course, is super authentic. Therefore, this has to be an exception, and this is the norm. That's an usuli argument. So, okay, Umar was allowed to do it. There must have been some reason. We don't know why, but it's clearly the, 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 the exception. That's one, and that's another argument. The other argument, which is my position, is that, okay, it's allowed. It's allowed. That's it. Clearly, the Prophet ﷺ didn't say this every day, every week to anybody else. Otherwise, there'd be lots of this happening. Clearly, the only thing that we can rely on is literally one hadith and the hadith of Muraqa. Imagine. But it's enough. So we'll say that, yeah, if... Uh, 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 so, so what's our conclusion? I am putting myself in that first bracket. I'm saying that if there are a group of women or a mother and her kids, then she should make jama'ah. And she get rewarded for that jama'ah, inshallah. That's our position. So you can say, we believe it is a sunnah. Whenever the opportunity is there, take it. That's my position. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. The second qawl, al-qawl al-thani, annaha makruha. It is disliked. Why did they come to this position? They said that the hadith is weak. Number one. They also said number two, Women are not meant to be coming together and, you know, doing all this kind of stuff. And the jama'ah is all about coming together and promoting the deen and the picture and the whatever, etc, etc, etc. So, it is disliked to establish the jama'ah in her house. And this was not something which was very, this was not something seen from the mothers of the believers or even other than, or, or even other than those. Let's just deconstruct this position, all right? I want to say, even though it's being looked upon favorably, he's right. He said, It's not something which is a norm. And I agree, it wasn't the norm in the wives of the Prophet ﷺ. But it happened. And I'm sorry if it happened, and we consider and agree that then Athar are authentic, 
then you've got to say that you can't say that it is makruh. I'm sorry. Right? And number two, they said the women are not the people of gathering and 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 and, and, and you know publicly promoting uh, or taking on the responsibility to public uh, publicly promote the rituals of Islam. I'll say, okay, that's fine. But she's doing it in her home for crying out loud. She's a, she's closed off in her home. Come on, bro. So I'm afraid this 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 position's out, man. And the third position, al-qawl al-thalith, anna Okay? That it's something which is allowed. And they said that, in the nisa min ahlil jama'ah fil jumla, that they are generally part of the jama'ah. And that's why it is allowed for them to go to the mosque to establish the jama'ah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be allowed to go to the mosque. What's the point of them being... The, what's the point of the Prophet ﷺ saying, do not uh, prohibit the women from the masjid if they're not people of the congregation, right? So it's something which is allowed. As long as she keeps herself to herself and, you know, uh, uh, closed off from prying eyes and all the rest of it, obviously you've got to uncover your face, right? It's a very, that's another point as well, right? The concept of covering the face is very strong in the early generations, right? It's only kind of now that it's becoming weak. Um, or, yeah, weaker, whatever. So, Sheikh Uthameen then concludes his position by saying, no, actually is better. Yeah. He goes, and this this last position, yeah, I'm okay with that. There's no problem with that. He's not exactly enthusing over it. Classic Yani Najdi Saudi. Okay. But he goes, if it happens here and there, then it's okay. I'm also I like that position as well, by the way. Okay. I've got to tell you, I think that women um, find it, I I don't know, certainly in my house and from my women, yani in my houses, yani my sisters, my women, meaning my moms, aunties, the ones that I've seen, I find it that they, I find that, I, I, that doesn't make any sense actually. I'm about to say that I found that they are kind of um, finding it more difficult to pray in congregation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean at home, I mean, with the kids and other people. Like in our house, if I'm at home praying with the children or gathering, a lot of the time, um, the uh, my wife will not be there. And yeah, it's always like she's doing something, always busy, blah, 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 blah. And it's just too much hanging around, waiting around, whatever, whatnot. I, I, anyway, my point is is that I do like what Sheikh Uthameen says in that he doesn't obligate upon them. Yeah, it could be that, Salma. I think it could be that as well. Yeah, I think it could be that. That's a good point as well. You know, we're very, very... Oh, I don't know. We, I don't know. But I am. I'm very particular. People are not down on the exact moment whether it's we're leaving for the masjid or whether it's at home. My point is actually that for women, Sheikh Uthameen's position is is a mercy because he's like, you know what it is? You're not being, you're not sinful, or you're not missing out on reward, right? But if you get the opportunity, do it, here and there, okay? Yes, Umar Ibrahim, Sheikh Uthameen is like it's okay to do once in a while because it wasn't the norm and it wasn't seen all the time and it was done here and there, and 
it shouldn't be something that it shouldn't be something that you have to do. That's exactly his position. But if you do it, then that's fine. Okay, it is an interesting position, right? I believe that if, the, whereas I go more further than this, the class position, that if the women find an opportunity, then they should try to arrange a jama'ah without it ever being obligatory upon them. I think women are very fortunate, by the way. It's not easy to maintain jama'ah all the time, every time. It's obligatory, by the way, that for men to pray in congregation. Absolute obligatory. And if you don't have people at home, then you got to get out to the masjid. 100%. That's Mesa because you come from a blessed house. That's why. The family that prays together stays together. Zindabad, Allahu Akbar. We're going to be dropping cliches, man. Why not? All right. So just to finish off this whole male-female thing, so that basically means that female are out. They're not obligated. And likewise, all kids are not obligated either. And likewise, and that's correct as well, it's definitely not sooner for the kids to be there. I think actually kids should never be in the masjid, okay, when they're very young. They should come when they're seven and eight, but that's not obligatory for them to come. But they should be brought, okay, but it's not obligatory. And the third category is the khuntha. Khuntha meaning um, hermaphrodites. What do the young young woke folks call it? Intersex. That really, that really, I don't know why it upsets me that that phrase. I'm not having it. I think I'm not having it because where's with that? Did with that? Did we have this debate? Mesa, did we not have this debate? I'm not calling them intersex. I'm sure there was a reason, but it was so many years ago. But I, for me, I think the main reason I'm, I'm refusing to call them intersex is because it's only woke folks who don't like the word hermaphrodite. Or they say that it's insulting or something like that. You know? And that's like a red bull, red flag to a bull. Anything that woke yani, liberals tell me, I'm going to 100% do the opposite. Regardless of whether I like it or believe in it or whatever. I couldn't care less. Right? I couldn't care less about uh, a hermaphrodite or XYZ. But we're sticking with Hermaphrodite because I'm just not going to let I'm not going to let anyone else yani, play that, that play that card. All right. Um, and what is a Hermaphrodite? That's someone who doesn't actually know what way they are because they both they've got both set of sexual organs, male and female, and so therefore the congregation is not obligatory upon them. Okay. Other than someone who definitely knows a Hermaphrodite who's born and then they have one organs which are defunct, not used at all, or they have or they receive or they have uh, 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 a surgery or whatever, so they know. Then, of course, if that's a man, they have to go. Okay? Exactly that, Kamar. That's I, uh, exactly. Maryam, Kamar, you let me down, man. That's the kind of statement I want you to be telling me, bro. It's because it's the alphabet Bakwas people. They're the ones who made that up. They can go and flip and jump on this, in this. They, bro, don't even get me inside. It's not a medical term at all. Where did the intersex come from? Hermaphrodite, bro. That's all that, you know, don't call me this, that, whatever, whatnot. No, no, don't you dare, Mesa, defend those packs. Don't you dare. Even if they're right, I don't care. Right. Um, Sheikh says, also the slave is included in this. So the slave also is a male slave, has to attend the jama'ah. And so much so that if, according to many scholars, if the owner, okay, uh, 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 prohibits his slave because obviously it's his slave and needs work done then he doesn't have to obey him 
And of course, you need to know that the disobedience of the slave to his master is one of the major sins. This one is not one of the major sins because the jama'ah is obligatory. Um, Sheikh Uthameen himself, he doesn't seem to be so harsh. Okay? He's like, uh, that the slave is, is uh, and the same for jama'ah, and the slave is obligated to go. But with the permission of his uh, thing, he can't just get off like that, right? He can't just go. He's got to get the permission uh, 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 thingy. He's got to get the permission. Okay. All right. I think the term, right, we're going to call that there because I don't want anybody to self-explode or, 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 or anything because I'm going on for a long time and this and that. But I, I finished it like a section and that was a heavy section to be honest because there's always going to be questions and debates about women and blah 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 the term you might dislike is non-binary bro i hate and dislike dislike is way too soft come on man dislike you know what i dislike i dislike wearing the, you know what i dislike i dislike this paper being on my desk and not in my book that's what i dislike are you kidding me are you flipping kidding me i detest terms like binary non-binary and intersex and x and y and people and people who work are not considered slaves no good question though um they are called people who have an excuse right and we'll speak we'll speak about that that's coming that's coming inshallah all right if there's a question that you want uh, uh, asking you need to take responsibility because i'm not doing this yani, scrolling down thing anymore because it's a real headache Okay, yes, I did. Uh, Mesa, we're going to be at the top of 41 and I've marked it as well. Okay, I've marked it. Um, so, uh, the vaccine does not break the fast, Nurul. Okay, the vaccine does not break the fast. That's the answer to that. Wife was in the masjid for a class, Iqama was called. And she mentioned to the women that they should pray, but was advised that it was okay and the women didn't have to read in Jama'ah and that it's a blessing for men and they can continue in the class. Having that class that we had recently about attending to the Iqamah, my wife went to pray, but she just wanted to know the ruling whether the class should continue or should be forced to pray. Well, I mean, Qamar, uh, the answer to that question is the answer that we just said now, right? That meaning that uh, uh, the Hanafis consider it to be not legislated, the Maliki, some of them, Maliki are hardcore, not legislated. It's a dominant position, by the way. It's a dominant position. So it's quite understandable that they would say that. It's not correct, in my opinion, and they should pray, but, you know, it's okay. You know, she did right. She shouldn't have argued with them, said okay, and she went and joined, and great job. Great job. I have met people who identify as non-binary and still don't get it. And may you never get it. Allahumma ameen. May Allah, Sarah, may Allah... Ya Allah, never allow Sarah to get it. Ameen. Ya Allah, protect us and never allow any of us ever to get it. Ameen. Because the second you start getting it, that's yani when you start sliding down the flipping slope. At what age can my daughter lead me in a fard prayer and in taraweeh prayer? Taraweeh prayer is flexible. Yani, you know, she should know the rules of the prayer, 7, 8, etc. Okay, she should have tamiz, be aware, and so on. So seven, eight, nine, that's good. For the prayer, she needs to be post-pubescent, according to the majority of scholars. There are some scholars that said that yeah, any 10-year-old and 9-year-old is acceptable, and I, have, I am flexible to that, but it's safer to understand that she's post-pubescent in the fard. Taraweeh prayer, we're all easy. 
at what age does the son that's yani uh, similar but I'm 15 now oh goodness yeah 15 yeah 12 13 bro yani post pubescent okay the words used to describe the intersex people are contested and change over time and place intersex people were previously exactly see Chaudhary, i know that there's an agenda going on full Hasia says Hasia, you never told me was it is Ghana or Gambia I, I, I'm going to be irritated afterwards and it's going to be hurting my head so just make sure you clear it up my siblings and I go to the masjid years back as if it is compulsory for women and prayers aren't quality if we pray at home are, are our prayers valid of course they're valid man are you kidding me your prayers are the sickest prayers on the planet 100% valid They've only gone the other way, haven't they? They're only increased in reward, not decreased, bro. 100%. May Allah accept it from you. And may Allah give you the reward of Jannah. Ameen. How did the Maliki explain the actions of the female companions? By saying they are weak, yeah. By saying that they were specific. Like I said, I gave four reasons, right? I said they were specific, they were weak, that Hadith is odd, and that... Um, Uh, that um, that uh, it was a one-off or something like that. I don't know. You can find some Malikia who are really, you know, into their madhab and they might give you some more reasoning. Um, attendance of women to the masjid when there is a lack of room for the men. Yeah, this is an important one. This is a good question, right? Um, it's a difficult one, to be honest, because women are not in principle obligated to go to the masjid like men are and they should take one for the team the problem is masajid will take liberties with that that's the problem i don't have a problem with the ruling like i don't have a problem right now in chido right chido we've got no women uh, facilities right now bro we're building a whole masjid that's why go home and stay home and shut up stop moaning right and they're not moaning you know why they're not moaning because they know that there's no masjid in the whole of I would say the north certainly maybe maybe the uk that's pro women and friendly to women as chido is and the new masjid is going to knock it out of the park they'll be at the front and you bro I would, our masjid has been designed for them to have an actual experience what kind of stuff that i've obligated upon the the the, the 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 designers it's a madness bro okay the women who have half a brain let alone those have a full brain know that the situation in chido masjid is a temporary one and that's it. They've got to suck up and take it. The problem with the other Dio mosques, Hanafi mosques, Bengali mosques, this, that, whatever, is that they might start that as an excuse and they keep it going for the next 50 years because they don't want the women to be there. So, Zamina Asman Farak between the Masajid. You get what I'm saying? So, I'm not having this idea of attendance of women to the Masjid when there's a lack of room for the men. Yani, in principle, yes, women should make way. But be careful, women, yani, you know, you're getting played. You're getting played most of the time. You're not getting played in Chido, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you the other very debatable place of whether you're getting pay played or not is the Islamic center of of of, uh, of uh, New Brunswick Street. You know, in Soho? You guys know it? All right, the famous one. Inshallah, when I release the Fiqh of Salah, I've got a few of folks here, I think, and some other people. We're going to do a proper, yani, you know, it was meant to happen a couple of months ago, but the weather was so bad. But in the next couple of months, I'm going to come down and do some proper recording, get the girls out and go outside the masjid and make proper, yani, proper shosha on camera. It'll be very interesting. Anyway, ignore what I said. 
Is saying istighfar so that risk in the dunya may be increased, being insincere to Allah? No, that's a sunnah. Okay? Aqeedah question, how can we be held to the mithaq if we don't actually recall it? Isn't an aqad so supposed to be something where all parties are cleared about? But when we came to the world, we were made to forget. The answer to this, Wallahi Fatima, is too big and too detailed. Um, Al-Izz ibn Abdul Salam. Yeah, 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 Izz ibn Abdul Salam. He wrote an essay on this um, question that you've asked. Okay. And obviously it's not in English, it's in Arabic, but... In essence, what he's basically saying is that the contract is clear by the proof of the contract. It's understood. And the ayah is only reminding you of what I said in art, which of course you weren't there, so how am I, what did I say? That when it comes to these contractual agreements and X and Y and Z, that's done for your benefit in the Akhirah and the benefit of others to show that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is laytha dhullamil al-abid. That Allah is not oppressive to his servants, that this was actually agreed between you. But you forget, because you forget. But you do know, and you didn't, and you knew because of the other signs and the prophets and the messengers and the the, 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 the message itself and the, and the miracles and the fitra that you've got and that is the proof and by the way if you're still going to claim I don't know I don't know so here it is when you did it as well that's going to happen anything but that's in principle I thought it was kind of good I'm going to forget yeah again of course as you know <clears throat> if we go for congregational prayers it is better to stand in the last row correct that's the hadith hermaphrodite in reproduction in reproductive biology a hermaphrodite is an organism that has both kinds of reproductive organs and can produce both gametes associated with male and female sexes. In recent years, the term hermaphrodite applied to humans has fallen out of favor. Since there has been no identified cases of a human reproducing as both male and female, with some biologists saying hermaphroditism cannot occur in humans. What on earth are you talking Point being is that there's more of a scientific terminology with this term. And it's terribly obnoxious that the LGBT community has co-opted it to prove that transgenderism and gender non-conformity is biologically normal. That sounds like a great paragraph. How would you handle the situation where you are with a young toddler and the time of Jama'ah comes? Does the inconvenience to the congregation come first before your obligation to go to the masjid? So for me, with a young kid, depending upon the mosque that I'm in, how safe it is and how understanding the people are, then I would go in. Otherwise, nine times out of ten, I am taking that kid home and missing out on the jama'ah. You would not be going to the masjid with a toddler. This is, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah? That's a destruction of your salah, destruction of everybody else's salah, and people trying to claim this is some kind of sunnah or something. Yani, you know. Um, uh, uh, there are quite a few Shia students on my course. Any advice? My goodness, Yusuf. Come on, bro. Uh, yeah, Miskeen, Altrincham. Have you been to Ashton Central Mosque? Brailvi Mosque, Amazing Women section, best I've seen. No, I haven't. That's interesting. We'll check there. Yeah, <laughs> Harith, that's correct. Harith, 100%. That is exactly where we met. We're going to make a documentary at that masjid, and it's where I met Harith himself. The legend, Harith. 
No summary today, lads. The lads are, are gutted by that. Okay. Um, uh, but we'll wait. We'll wait. Ijaz, better late than never. Wa alaikum assalam. All right, folks. So, Jazakumullah khair. Thank you very much. And, um, uh, yeah. Again, the most important message, folks. Please, please tell everybody that you know to come out for next Saturday. We want to make it, honestly, we want to make everybody there feel like how much they've missed the Jama'ah. We want everybody who sees any video or any picture to realize yani, that what we need to get back to. So uh, you guys can all organize people to come down from the north, this, that, whatever. Honestly, even if there was nothing being done there except a munch, except a munch, okay, then that would be enough reason to go down, right? But they were going to have dominion as well, and honestly, you're going to like it. You're really going to like it, inshallah. It's a really nice class, okay? Fazana, what are you hating for? Fazana, what are you hating for? We're trying to make out like all the man them, they don't know how to, uh, how to, how to. By the way, I'm going to get one of these. Uh, even though that's how I did some some ironing yesterday, I held it like that. It's a bit big, Yanni, for that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do this behavior. Jodri, get your backside to Dominion in Birmingham. Bring your family, you lazy fish. Okay? All right? There's always mafia discount. You bring the guns, Yanni, you'll get mafia discount. All right, boys. Barakallahu feekum. Jazakumullah khair. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت وأستغفرك اللهم وأتوب إليك والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. Do I do shaz or do I? No, no, no. Shaz has been good for you, man. Mashallah.